This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Yeah. (laughs) Crushing it. (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome back to America's Off-Road Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Cooper. Booyah. And two episodes in a row, Ashford. This is exciting. I'm excited about this one because we got 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 our first question. This is our our first, like... It's a good one, too. Yeah. And it's uh, Brandon P. Brandon P. submitted this question because he took the time... And emailed podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so we're going to cover his his topic. What's that? Where can you find us? At offroadpowerproducts.com. Oh, no. Spotify, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. SoundCloud. Find us. Find us. Spotify. Seriously. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Anywhere you love listening to your podcast, just type in America's Offroad Podcast. It's his first day. And you'll see us there. Also, while we've got your attention is we've had an awesome amount of people tuning in and listening and downloading mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. please thank you keep that up um, it is much appreciated and um, leave us a five-star review uh, take a picture of that review send it to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com and I'm gonna send you a little something special in the mail it could be an autographed photo of Cooper I don't know oh wow <laughs> wow <laughs> but I will um, send me your address send me your review I will make sure we get you taken care of uh, we appreciate all you guys tuning in and listen so uh, Brandon P Thanks for your question, and his question... Oh, this one's a fun one. I'm excited. ...is a good one, um, <laughs> and we have the right guys here to talk about it, <clears throat> is what is a ultimate adventure-worthy axle? Um, so mm-hmm. I think what he's mm-hmm. asking here is what would you deem worthy of going, and what would you deem worthy of not going? Like, what is the point of, no, I don't trust that axle. No way it's not going to yeah, survive no. UA. So... Dana 30. Thankfully, we've had... <laughs> 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 Thankfully, Coop. How many UAs have you been on, Coop? Uh, eight. All, all eight. <clears throat> eight. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I had the opportunity 
thankfully to go on one of them and it is no joke and the videos that you see online do not do justice um to the beating that these vehicles go that's free fun through it's a it's a really cool um trip you guys do so ultimate adventure worthy axle cooper where do you even start oh no it's like this is it's the the 60 14 bolt combo boom there you go there's so many variables. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. To yeah, I'm just kidding. And we're done. <laughs> we're done. Just no, like it, it, it really comes down to a lot. Like, at the end of the day, you can make do with whatever you have. You can build it up. But the, the right. thing is, with every single one of them, you're going to have your weak areas. You're going to have the areas that you know are going to be a problem, and you need to bring parts for that, which gets back to the stuff that I preach, like, all the time. I don't want to carry extra stuff because right. the extra stuff – might be the cause of the failure in sure. the first place. And I really, really, as as cool as the story is and as fun as it has been to experience it, I don't like working on my stuff on the trail. <laughs> I would much rather just wheel right. and talk about our day of wheeling <laughs> around the campfire in the evening instead of not getting any sleep and working on my junk. Right. Yeah, that doesn't look very fun especially and we've in been some of the areas you go to boiled the last couple of years because yeah. uh i'll tell you what if you really don't want to mess around that xd60 front from dynatrack and pro oh, rock 80 rear, like sweet cool done i'm a big fan just while we're on that topic of being under i don't want to say underpowered but over axle under engine that is like fred preaches it all the time yeah i being an older Toyota guy, that's kind of where I came from is running oversized axles on no power and you never broke anything. <laughs> and there's, I like fusible links where they need to be. Yeah. So if something's going to break, something that you can fix easily. Yeah, totally. Well, and, and the thing is, like, there, you, you start talking about all these variables and the gear ratio you choose is that variable. That's why it's kind of the beauty of the Toyotas with the Marlin crawlers and everything else. You don't have to get the final drive at the axle ratio. Right. That means that you can keep your pinion a little bit bigger, keep it a little bit stronger, keep everything happier. That that mesh between the pinion and the ring gear ends up being a whole heck of a lot better. So you're not putting so much torque load on that one specific spot that you're going to break things. Yeah. Right. And and that's all like on on UA. I mean, the Watsons are always there. Off road design with their Magnum box, man, it doesn't get any better. You can have yeah. You can have all the strength of a two hundred five with a two to one. Or you can split it two other ways. You get like two to one, you get like two eight to one, and then five something to one. And it's like perfect. That way you can keep your pinion big, go with like a 488 so you keep the extra tooth on that that yeah. pinion gear and have it be as strong as possible and uh, get all the reduction at the T case. But like I don't, again, I don't like working on my junk on the... <laughs> So yeah, like yeah. there's something to be said about the beef of a Dana 60 in the front and and the 14 bolt in the rear. Obviously, it has its appeal. There are bigger axles out there. Um, the Ram has a bigger factory rear axle than a 14 bolt, but where, where the 14 bolt shines is that it has that pinion support. Yeah. It's got a bearing that's cast into the the housing that supports yep. the, so yep. you don't get any deflection underneath that really hard torquing and all that power right. it doesn't want to push away from the ring gear which makes everything stronger yeah that's definitely something about the corporate 14 bolt which mm -hmm. would have came from early gm applications it's gm only gm specific but 
having a, that third pinion bearing definitely helps with pinion gear deflection, uh, similar to like a Ford nine inch where you have that additional front bearing support. Right. Um, and you'll see that to be a big trend with anybody that's super hard. I mean, you look at like rock bouncers and guys like that, that are really big tire, high horsepower, hard on axles. Most of them are running 14 bolts Yeah. for a very good reason. The only downfall about a 14 bolt is huge. they're huge and they do have some clearance issues that like to hang up on things, but there is solutions. You can shave 42s. <laughs> go to a bigger tire. <laughs> but, uh, oh my gosh. but the aftermarket industry, thankfully, has really supported going with the larger tires the trend we keep going bigger and bigger oh yeah, yeah. and axles have thankfully followed that and there's some great companies out there like dynatrack that are making great axle options great. for for those guys that want to run an oversized tire without you know having to start from scratch not right. to say that you can't because there's a lot of guys still going out there and we even sell a lot of great brackets yeah to find a you know one ton axle from a ford or super duty else. the super later duty super products. duty stuff even the ball joint stuff has gotten to be really big the pricing on those things has changed drastically at the uh, salvage yards that's the thing like you could buy a, a super duty 60 coil sprung front axle i remember we can get them for like bucks. Two, 200 bucks yeah. yeah i was gonna say like 2 250 we're trying to find a kingpin dana 60 front you'd be 1200 oh and i'm gosh. sure they're more than that now because I've, I've been out of that loop but right um, you know, being able to find one of those out of a wrecking yard and they're on every 05 up Ford Super Duty, mm -hmm. that'd be a killer front axle and there's great aftermarket support. <clears throat> We'd right. make some rad knuckles for them. They're ball joints. Like, there's a lot of really cool parts for them. Yeah. Ball joints, axle shafts, <coughs> uh, reed racing knuckles, reed yep. C's. Um, well, and that, this, is, this is also like a tough one, too, because we're talking about, you know, building this. But really, if you get back to the basics on this, it, it really comes down to knowing your rig. Right. I think as far as the UA goes, they have their basic requirements. You have to have 35-inch tires. Okay. You have to have lockers front and rear and um, uh, roll cage. And that's that's about the gist of it as far as the, as the, the vehicle goes. So, I mean, as far as, as what axle is UA worthy, you know your rig. Right. You know, build it accordingly. If if you've got a Dana 30 and you put 40s on it, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to be happy. You will not be a part of that UA. You will be fixing your stuff all the time. But you got a, a Dana 30 and, and you got the lockers. <clears throat> you really need to know how to use them. Yeah. Like when do you turn them on? Are you going to maybe do that in reverse? Maybe don't use reverse ever with a locker on. Maybe know how to turn them off and on really quick and have them yep. all separate. Get rid of the ARB um, requirement to turn on the rear before you turn on the front. That kind of stuff. So, I mean, really, any one of them can be UA worthy. I mean, shoot, we've had Suzuki Samurais come through with, with yeah. 35s on them and, and not have any issues with the axles. So, um, it uh, that one's a fun question. Me personally... I would rather have a not need than need not have. So I, I go I go big with the axles. I don't want to I want to mess with them. It's yeah. kind of again the variables. It, it depends. The first things that come into my mind are tire size. Mm -hmm. If you're going to run a 35 or 37, you could probably get by with a smaller axle. Totally. If you're the kind of guy that <clears throat> hasn't had a whole lot of experience in seat time and you like the skinny pedal, oh you're probably not going to get by with those <laughs> axles. Not going to get by. But you know, there's a lot of guys out there that do come from the Suzuki or Toyota crowd or even factory Rubicon 44 stuff, things like that, that you could totally do some work with those axles if you drive it correctly. Yeah. Well, and, and really, those 44s, they are proven out of the Rubicon. They are proven 35-inch tires. They'll handle it all day long. 
they they have their basics that you have to um, tackle, such as the uh, axle tubes themselves are really, really small and really, really weak. They like yeah. to bend. So sleeve and gusset kit, there are plenty of aftermarket companies that support building those things up. You can make those handle 37s all day long and be totally happy. Yeah. And uh, And aside from that, I mean... Know, know your rig. Know it really well. Like, spend the seat time in it. Get to know the obstacles. Like, the UA is is one of those things that, yeah, you really do. They vet you pretty good, but you got to have some experience. Like, if you faked it on the, the resume that you sent in, <laughs> we're going to know real quick. <laughs> well, and there, there's always this, this stuff that just happens to, no matter how built the axle is. I think the axles and the howitzer are pretty, pretty stout. I've broken them. And twice the front i broke twice right and it's it's not necessarily that you didn't know your rig but just stuff happens it's so. a ten thousand pound truck right. it was inevitable <laughs> yeah yeah so it's i mean on the point of what's a worthy axle like you can like you're saying build the ultimate axle but you could still potentially break i mean the, the, that opportunity is there all day long at all UA. day long <clears throat> just yeah. with all the different stuff they throw at you it's just insane yeah i, I definitely touch on kind of different subject but axle prep is going to go a long ways too so getting the axle you select the axle you're building it out selecting the right components for that axle and mm -hmm. prepping it correctly yeah. um, what i mean by that is is everything done correctly did you set up the ring and pinion yourself and this is your first time boy or and is, I, <laughs> yeah. if you or, know i mean like it, yes great. there are youtube videos for <laughs> everything that is not a youtube however <laughs> There are jobs that I have done before, and I know I want someone who does them every single day doing them because they're just, they're that critical. Yeah. Right. That's one of those things that you could take. It doesn't matter how big the axle is. You could give me a 14 bolt, and if it's set up incorrectly, it could be weaker than a Dana 44 all right. day long. And that's just simply due to pinion depth and, and gear mesh. And on and always on and worth on. every penny to take it to a professional a who does it they specialize in gears I, I i know you've received them too but i've had several phone calls of people my truck's at the shop they can't get the gears to work right and by the time i get to the tech at the shop and it's like yeah it, and i'm not bashing on anybody but if well, it, i mean the, it's the, i think the, the biggest issue that we run into is that everyone thinks that any shop can do can everything do this. right and no like they're a specialist when it comes to gears like we don't do I, our own gears. we don't we don't I, <laughs> I drive the thing three and a half four hours over to cashmere washington to hang out with the guys at nitro gear every time we get gears done and, and not because i haven't done gears before and i don't know how but i know that they're going to be done right and i don't have to think about it i don't have to think about did i set that up right and generally i'll stick around and give them i'll try and give them a hand right. usually i just play with the dogs and get in the way and buy them lunch but you know whatever <laughs> yeah i put gear set up and axle building like that um i would put it in the same category in mine you know and there's probably going to be a transmission builder out there that or an engine assembler that's like oh that's easy but mm -hmm. i put it in the same category for your average joe your backyard mechanic same category of building a transmission oh or doing machine work on an engine right. you have to have a lot of spe mm -hmm. specialty tooling and a lot of knowledge in knowledge. that area you're not going to, you know, rebuild your transmission in your backyard. Same as what I wouldn't recommend installing a ring and pinion in your backyard. No. Has people done it successfully? Maybe. Um, <laughs> it's probably been done. I've done it myself. But 
take it to a professional. I mean, it yeah. goes, goes without saying again, one of those uh, axle prep is going to go a long ways and you building that axle out and putting money where it counts with the right ring opinion, having it set up right. Um, Sleeves, and, gussets, axle shafts, you know, uh, locking hubs, slugs, you know, spline drives, what, whatever you're going to do. Like there, there's a lot of research. Can you convert it over to a full float, you know, on the older Wagoneer 44s converting them, rear axle over to a full float was kind of a big deal yeah and uh you can and and by older i got jk <laughs> teraflex <laughs> makes it really true. slick it's so weird that full, jk's seem old now right make a, a full float kit for them and, it, and it's really strong you you put a lot of strength back into it by getting yeah. rid of that single little bearing so kind of like i guess when when it comes down to your question there brandon you know what's the most ua worthy I think any one of them can be as long as you're thinking out how you're building them for your rig. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's that's what I got. Otherwise, it's a 60 and a 14 <laughs> bolt. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> yeah, Dynatrack makes some great stuff. And they're so – it's the, the cool thing I like about Dynatrack stuff is you order it how you want it. It shows up. Yeah. Bolt it up. Good to go. You punch them in the face, and they're just like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're good. Let's exactly. keep going." Yeah. The biggest issue I I always see with those axles, being on the the retail side of it, is, man, that's so much money. Yeah. But then you look at it; it's just right. like building a full rig. I mean, you look at an axle, and you, you buy a junkyard axle for twelve hundred bucks, right. and then you have to completely rebuild it. All new bearings, wheel bearings, ball joints, <laughs> ring and pinion. You're going to change the ratio. You need to buy a locker. You've got to buy axle shafts. you got to buy this and that. And then you have to do all the fabrication for the up. bracketry. I mean, you're getting really close to the same cost, and then you're not getting an axle that's brand new, <laughs> never used before. It's not bent, and it's install or everything's put in it by a professional that does this Monday through Friday. Right. And they're so, so. pretty when they show up. Well, and I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but how much is a, a recovery out in the middle of nowhere? Oof. Yeah. Those aren't cheap. Not at all. If they can even get to you. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking UA, like, it's going to have to be a pretty capable recovery. We're good vehicle. on UA. We got Chris Durham. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're the, good to go. The do it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll weld it all together. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> well, hopefully, Brandon, this shed some light to your question, and you got some answers out mm -hmm. of it. Um, again, if you guys want us to talk about a topic, shoot us an email, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Um, as always, we do appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Um, I think if, if, you, if you have any questions about any axle builds that you have, um, give us a call. Yeah. Ask for Ash, ask for Kyle, <clears throat> ask for Radio. Ask for Ash. I think clearly <laughs> the more knowledgeable one in the axle I think Kyle axle wheelhouse them over to me hey are you are you free <laughs> yeah, yeah we, my we, way i like i like this stuff i'm a total gearhead and i, I like geeking out with this stuff and I, yeah. i've built a lot of axles in the past and I, I enjoy the heck out of it so if you have some basic questions like that or maybe even more in-depth questions and and trying to maybe spec an axle out or if you have you know again just the run-of-the-mill questions mm -hmm. um i'm happy to help that's what we're here for and i, I enjoy doing podcasts like this so if you right. do have questions throw them in because most of these you know subjects that we we do is just us sitting around a campfire and like hey we should talk about totally. this yeah so if you're able to throw some at us like that to where we can really it makes it fun it, it does i like i like talking about something that somebody else wants to know yeah sure. and I've, I've mentioned this on the past podcast this is a hundred percent um done via enthusiasm we are 
I mean, the whole building's locked up. It's after hours, and we enjoy this so much that we just want to sit and talk, answer your guys' questions. Um, so all your views and downloads and stuff like that, reviews, um, are very much appreciated. So thank you guys for doing all that. And, uh, yeah, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you. Booyah. Bye.